I'm Cam, and this is the Nerd Book Review, and today we are going to have a book review, Plague of Giants by Kevin Hearn. Before we get into the actual podcast, let me do my usual spiel, and I will tell you uh, what we're going to be doing next. You can reach us on Twitter, uh, Nerd Book Review is the handle, on the Facebook page, Nerd Book Review. You can reach us at on by email at nerdbookreview at gmail.com. And you can look at our reviews on Goodreads as well. Um, hopefully here sometime this year uh, in the first half, we will get you a blog out. Uh, when that happens, I will make sure to um, let everybody know. Um, just for some quick housekeeping, it looks like uh, next week I will be bringing you an interview from R.J. Barker, um, whose debut novel last year, Age of Assassins, I very much enjoyed. And within a month, his second novel will be out. After that, our next book review is Senlin Ascends by Josiah Bancroft. And then after that, we're going to start getting into a bunch of the uh, Spiffbo uh, finalist interviews. I know you've had a few of those already, but I'm hoping to get a bunch of those out in a row. Um, just with a few uh, book reviews here and there. All right, that is a long enough spiel to start things off. I'll go ahead and let you get to the review. I hope you enjoy. Thank you. Hey, Chris, how are you tonight? I am great, Cameron. How are you? I am doing just wonderful, thank you. Real quick, let's give you another introduction since uh, we probably have some people who are listening for the first time or those who are jumping around. Chris and I have been friends for 15 oh. ish years. Oh, God, we're getting old, Chris. Yeah, we are. <laughs> yes, Chris and I were fraternity brothers and have been friends ever since. We shared a love for the Wheel of Time That's when right. we were younger. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, enough said there. <laughs> yes, and also just a uh, one other little bit of st- uh, info chris was our efficient at our marriage as well yes yes i uh that was the first wedding that i performed it and, wasn't uh, the last it was not i've done a few since but uh you were my first <laughs> you'll always have that <laughs> thank you all right chris and i are going to be talking about plague of giants by kevin hearn today Real quick, I'm going to give you just a little bit of book info before we get to having Chris read the Goodreads blurb. It is 624 pages long, the first book in the Seven Kennings series. And Hearn is probably best known for his Iron Druid series. It was a bestseller for... um, Quite a few books. I actually don't have that written down for the exact number. Yeah, I, I saw maybe I want to say it was closing in on a dozen. Yeah, it was it was quite a few for sure. I unfortunately didn't look up the exact number, but at least seven, maybe more. So, anyways, but yeah, he is a well established fantasy writer. Chris, I am really sad to say, can you read this? unfortunately short Goodreads blurb since you are my favorite person to listen to (laughs) read a blurb. All right, here we go. In the city of Pelamon, Fintan the Bard takes to the stage to tell what really happened the night the giants came. From the east came the bone giants. From the south, the fire-wielding Hathrum. 
an invasion that sparked war across the six nations of Teldwin. The kingdom's only hope is the discovery of a new form of magic that calls the world's wondrous beasts to fight by the side of humankind. <laughs> that is a short one. It is, and I uh, I always love your reading. No, oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, and one thing because of the blurb, we get to av- not or we get to actually talk about the sixth kenning that will come up, which is kind of a big part of the story could be seen as a spoiler except that it's in it the could, blurb but it's in the blurb and also the the series is called the seven kennings so it's right. kind of one of those things so chris what are the kennings uh so the kennings are uh sort of the magic system they're the abilities uh that some of the people in this world uh are able to wield they come at a price they are uh, they are limited to uh, a few, and they vary in uh, capacity. They vary in uh, effectiveness. Yep. Um, should we should we list them off? Let's go ahead and list those off all together. Once we get into once we talk- get to there, okay. Yeah, but I just wanted to to get right off the bat what the word Kenning is because it, it yeah. just means the magic system. It's not shorthand for Ken Jennings. <laughs> No, it is not. So, um, the uh, just real quick, it is a true epic fantasy novel. It has all of the perks that that you would expect from a epic fantasy. It's going to have amazing world building. It's going to have a whole bunch of really well fleshed out uh, characters and a magic system and a world with mm-hmm. different cultures. That's one of those the benefits of having six hundred plus pages in a novel. Yeah, yeah, and it it does cover all those epic fantasy tropes that it just is that big world, and it really does flesh out every area of it. Now that we've we've talked about kind of the like the things it does well, and I think one of the big things that it doesn't include is that long journey. Like, there's no like epic journey from a small uh group on a quest and i like that a lot yeah it i guess it doesn't have that yet um it does it does mention very early that uh, this this book takes place uh while they're waiting to then expand this the world i mean there's a so there's a map uh that that actually was very helpful to me but it does explain at the very beginning that this is all this is all killing time for a broadening of this world. Yes, and, and oh, sorry, I was ahead, just going to no, go have ahead. you um, since you were the one that told me kind of about the what what's going on. Could you tell us a little bit about what's actually happening? As you just said, that they're killing time, but who's killing time? Uh, okay, so. So the world as it's set up is made up essentially of six countries. And each of these countries, uh, as, we, as we mentioned earlier with the Kennings, each of these countries sort of has a Kenning, with the exception of one. Uh, we have, uh, in the southwest, we have uh, what are one of the giants. Uh, they are, and they are the fire uh, Kenning. Yeah, the Hothrir is their... Um, I, the uh, yeah, big ha- island, and they're called the Hothrim. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so, uh, so you have 
you have them. Then you also have a, let's see, which direction should I move? Let's head to the southeast okay. where we have the, uh, uh, what is it, Corian. Yep. Uh, who have kind of the air, uh, the air and the wind uh, kenning. Yep, and they are a people that, as a general rule, hate violence. Right, pacifism for the most part. Yep. Uh, as we move north, they it becomes a little bit less uh, directionally, uh, but you have the northeast, you have the uh, Bronlin, right? Do I get that right? Brynlin. Brynlin. B-R-Y, so I just call okay, it Brynlin. Okay, Bryn- Brynlon. Yep. That's the yeah. There you are. Okay, and they are uh, they are the water. Uh, yeah, all of their cities are built on major rivers or coastal. Mm-hmm. They actually do have a a forested area in the north, but they they don't have any but cities in it. Yeah, it's largely uninhabited. Yep. Uh, and then uh, let's see, I'm I'm doing this all by memory, so maybe you can help me out. Yeah, but, then uh, let's head north. All right, so to so, let's see is. Uh, Actually, we're gonna have. Sorry, we're gonna have to head I'm north. Have to northeast, to... northwest. Sorry, we'll have to head northwest, and that's where we will hit Garana Nent. Well, uh, maybe we should leave them till yeah let's, last. Let's, okay. uh, so let's go. Uh, sort of in the sort of in the center here, we have Forn, uh, which are the uh, they are uh, the plant kenning. So uh, plant life, uh, they're able to manipulate and uh, yeah. Well, uh, what they are is, and they're also the shortest. They're described as being around five feet tall as a mm-hmm. general rule, and they actually live in a tree canopy. And are they the? They're the light-skinned ones, aren't they? Yes, they're uh, very pale. Right, uh, along with the Hathrir. Y- uh, yes, the rest of them are are darker skinned, right? Yeah, uh, various shades of dark various skin. shades of dark skin. Right. In fact, yes, only the Fornish and the Giants are light skinned in this series. Right. And going along with the the Fornish, like I said, they actually live in the forest canopy. They have these giant trees, and they call it the forest high the canopy highway. And they so they they will they most of them live their lives in the trees. Only going down when it's necessary. Right, and so then if we look at uh, we look at kind of the center of uh, of of this area of the continent, uh, we have the Rael. That's how I said it. Yep. All right, which uh, which have the uh, Earth kenning. Yeah, so and they're, they're gonna have they're gonna be surrounded on almost all sides by mountains. Yes. So it kind of makes sense that they would have the right. Earth kenning. Right. And then. The, the last ones, then, who we will talk about as far as a place, then, is Garana Nent. Garana Nent. And uh, what they, what uh, what Kevin Hearn has uh, described them with is they did not have a kenning, and their area is uh, largely inhabited by, uh, uh, it's almost like Australia, like loads of deadly animals. Yeah. Uh, their cities are heavily fortified. They travel between them rarely uh, because of how dangerous it is to go out. And they are a hunter people. They yeah. they go out and, uh, you know, it, they're... And heavily armed parties. Right, heavily armed parties to hunt uh, in, order f- in order to obtain... Oh geez, food and uh, leather, leathers and, like and that. that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, should we just go ahead and give away the the blurbs? Yeah. All right. Well, these folks uh, are the ones who find the sixth of of Kennings, yep. which uh, 
they're able to, a very few uh, are able to manipulate and make requests and speak with and communicate with animals. Yep. And then we'll go a little bit more in depth with that. We'll actually talk about the kennings because I think that that's such a big part of the book. Yeah. 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 So we'll talk about each of these kennings in a little bit more detail too. But going with, with, with to the Garona Nant is that they're like kind of like isolated cities with n- like nothing around them because of, mm-hmm. I mean, nightmarish wildlife. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we're talking everything will eat you. When they go out in parties, they go out in heavily armed parties with soldiers with crossbows and mm-hmm. spears, and it's just something that you don't want to mess with. And then finally, we're going to be dealing with the bone giants. And the bone giants are another group of giants. They're, the Hathrim average 10 to 12 feet tall. The bone giants are more like 8 to 10 feet tall, and they are mysterious. They're not part of the civilized world that mm-hmm. we know of. And the Hathrim, which are the, the giants, they're just as civilized as anybody else. Like We're not right. talking like a bunch of, of savages that are you know, like depicted in like, say, Jack and the, uh, that Beanstalk movie that was done, you know, it was awful movie, but those, All right. so yeah, they're, they're just as cultured. They have what's called the first kenning and they're very proud right. of that. They're, you know, they're fire. And so we have those. And so we've kind of given the world and what is going to happen to set everything in motion is, is that the bone giants will invade and they're, they don't have magic, but what they do is they have huge numbers and they are going to assault them by surprise. Like right. no one sees them coming. And they're going to, most of the the brunt of the attack will be um, absorbed by Bryn. And right. most of their cities will actually be wiped out by the bone giants. They just kill. They're basically your savages that you'd expect from the Yeah, giants. they are killing machines. Yep. And then we're going to also have a, one of the... Hathrim, not all of them, but one of the tribes will have a massive volcano erupt on their island, wiping it out. But they've been planning for generations now to for this to happen because the volcano has erupted before. It was inevitable. Yeah, it was inevitable. And they're going to actually basically invade Garana Nent the, on the plains and say that they're just refugees, but they're, they're going to build a walled city immediately, and it's clear that they're not planning on leaving. Yeah, they're tricksy refugees. They are tricksy, yes. And this is where we're going to get to the most unique aspect of this book. As Chris said, we're, we're actually waiting for a couple of armies to show up to help... Um, finish off the bone giants or to to invade them i to, think is yeah. is the intent yeah. uh, it, it it's they've they've been kind of repelled yeah i mean that that's that's not really a spoiler i don't think because i no, mean no uh, the book so maybe we should get into how this book is is told, is told yep. uh which is a a bard has the ability to uh take take the shape uh, and the appearance of uh, people that he has interviewed, and he this this book is told kind of in in the the olden days of uh, of storytelling, where yep. it's it's uh, you know a, a few aspects of the story for a little while each day, and so the story is kind of told in a Tarantino way, where 
you're seeing at day one a bard tell the story of the last what is it a few we- a few months yeah uh well since the bone giants invaded in the hothrim because they basically invaded right. at the same time right so you're so you're seeing you're you're being told the story uh uh from day one you're being told the past and then also as it progresses i, I think there are 19 days uh which yeah, are the, the chapter are separation actually... is day to day yep. day one day two day three um and so so you're seeing this bard tell the story from the perspective of the various players in this uh in this uh, the recent history of the giants invasions yeah and so it, it says very early on that what you're what you're hearing is him telling the story while they're waiting for armies to converge and then invade the bone giants. Yeah. And, and we know this from the very beginning. Yeah. Of that's the, in the first few pages, the first few pages. Yeah. Yeah. So it, so it, no spoilers. It kind of sounds like we're giving a lot of spoilers in a way, but basically but all not. of this has happened. This is all about the story being told kind of like, an example is of what a book we've done before is Name of the Wind by Patrick Rothfuss. Everything Which. that's happening happened in the past. And so the details of what happened are already going to be known pretty early on. Like we see that that the bone giants were repelled from the, almost the beginning because from some cities. I mean, most of the cities of Bryn get wiped out. But the bard is telling this story from a the walls of Pelamon, which is one of the cities that managed to repel them. And he is telling a huge field of refugees who managed to escape from other cities. And so what we're going to find out is the details and basically kind of almost the heroic tales of people who right. who managed to fight off the invasions. And so this is a story. It's not about a suspense of there's no... Yeah, of how does it end type of thing. It's a you really are getting just the... It's almost, uh, I thought of, uh, because I haven't read Name of the Wind yet, uh, but it's almost like World War Z, oh, yeah. where you're getting the various perspectives of how this war started, how it, you know, how, how things progressed in the middle, how it got to kind of where it is. Solid book, by the way, World War Z. Absolutely. Something we'll probably never review on here, but that I have it in paperback sitting on my shelf somewhere, uh, yeah. and I loved it. Absolutely. Yeah. And they should do a Band of Brothers type miniseries <laughs> of that instead of a stupid Brad Pitt movie. Oh, it, nothing like the book at all. I mean, aside from the name, it's it's yeah. just, yeah. So getting back to, to Fintan, he, as we said, he's a bard. It's actually a magical position of the Karians who have the, no, the Raelic, sorry, the Raelic, right? I can't remember yeah, which one he was. Yeah, because he's with because the juggernauts were that's from right, rail. That's right. Yep. Yeah. So he's he's a rail, and so one of the actual um, classes, basically, I guess that's the best way to put it, of magical abilities is a bard. It's it's rare, and I think there's only like three of them. They say in the entire mm-hmm. uh, country, and so they have the ability to take on the appearance, as Chris said, and they also can project. Like you can hear their voice from like a mile away, yeah. as easily as if they are standing right next to you. Mm-hmm. I think they probably send their vibrations of their voice through through the ground or something. But you would have thought he would have been a Karian, and yeah, with the, the air. air, yeah. So let's get into the last thing that I really want to talk like in depth and in detail about is the magic system, the Kennings. So. We know about 
five kennings when the book starts. And the only thing that you may, that maybe we're giving out here that it would be considered a spoiler is in the book blurb and is in the title of the series. So <laughs> that there are seven of them. Yes. And so the five kennings are so the fornish as we said they basically have nature and they're you're going to have different classes so like the green sleeves are they can control plant life and they're actually going to grow bark and mushrooms on their skin they transform mm-hmm. and then the one that no one wants to actually have is the thorn hands yeah because <laughs> you basically commit suicide by activating your power if you're a thorn hand and they turn into like these trees that shoot out like th- limbs and things like that and so you know that's not something that you want to have and for each and every one of these magic systems i guess i should have got into this before i even started talking about different ones basically you are committing suicide right it uh it it takes age it's so the more the more you use or the more powerful the use uh it it ages you yep so and not only i mean but literally though a lot of people who get the magical powers are committing suicide in a special place too right because like for example in Forn, you go to the first tree which is an actual sentient giant tree mm-hmm. and you do the ritual and it sucks it's, you into the ground it's a it's a leap of faith Yes, in each one, a literal in some cases, but a leap of faith where it's a you are. I want to. I want to have abilities. I'm going to basically. I mean, roll the dice on whether or not I will have them or die. Yeah, and there are like wildly different uh, chances of surviving, even. So like foreign, as we said, they're the nature ones. It's basically fifty fifty, maybe a little bit less than fifty fifty. But most people are going to end up being the thorn hands if you do get the power. So if you use your power, you're going to you're committing suicide literally because you're going to die by activating your power. Mm-hmm. But you could be a green sleeve. There's not a ton of them. Like there's a bunch of tribes. I think like 17 tribes. I could be making that number up, but that sounds pretty accurate. Sure. And there's only like two or three per tribe that become those the green sleeves. Yeah, yeah. And then the rail, as we said, are the They're earth. Earth. And they can actually, they've got um, ones that can make, like, create walls. The Juggernaut is their top-end rare one. And they have the ability to, like, basically turn into giant rock monsters, it sounded like. We don't actually see it happen, do we? Yeah, no, I don't think that we see the full effect of theirs, but they can manipulate. Uh, Yeah, and they... Strong hands or something... I don't remember. What Anyways, yeah, but they, could, they they manipulate stone. Yeah, manipulate stone. But then, yeah, the the juggernauts themselves, we didn't really see what they can do. It just mentions but, at one point he's standing next to a twelve foot tall juggernaut. So I'm assuming yeah, they turn so they into like get... a big earth thing. <laughs> um, the Bryn, as we said, they become um, water. They're a water based one. They mm-hmm. call them mariners. Mm-hmm. Their most powerful one is a tidal mariner. And they can actually turn to water and they can manipulate water like completely. They can like a big way that they kill a lot of people is is that they can actually suck a person's water out of their body. Yeah. yeah. And then they have one other big one, too. It's called Hygienus, who can tell any mm-hmm. sort of impurity in a water or in a person's body. Right. Right. So they kind of become the uh, the medic, yeah. like the 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 magical medic. The Hothrir probably have the the strongest power as far as like most deadly they have a fire-based power, mm-hmm. but theirs is also the least likely to work. You jump into a, a volcano, 
And if you (laughs) survive, then you become immune to fire from there on. And you can actually, a lot, even their average person can light people on fire or light things on fire. Mm -hmm. And it says that their fury, which is their top one, which are very rare, actually turn into like a volcano, a tornado of fire. Yeah. Then uh, the magic system is is, just so cool. And it's so well thought out. Yeah, yeah, and defined, and and uh, you know, after six hundred pages, you really do kind of have a very good feel of what they're capable of, and and each one kind of gets their uh, like their uh, display of power moment, where you know, as a reader, you're like, oh wow, that's how that would become incredibly devastating. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and. The like, and that's why Garana Nent is such a a poor country because they don't have mm-hmm. their own canning. They don't have a place where they can to go to go to be um, to be blessed or to die. You know, in this case, yeah. And when they finally, well, and it's it's partially why the uh, why the fire the Hathrier would be able to go up there is because yeah, well, they can't defend themselves yeah. as well. I mean, you know, the, yeah. So. The so the the display of power for uh, the Brynlon happens very early, and is just a great setup for okay. There is uh, there is the capability of this to just be buck wild. Oh yeah, and uh, I'm going to use that opportunity to just like <laughs> duck into. Uh, Are we getting Hayes? We're getting metal corner Hayes's right now? metal corner. <laughs> Because so very early on, very early on in this book, uh, the Bone Giants invade, and a tidal mariner of the Brynlon uh, uh, notices and is able to just wreck them, just annihilate. And it's it's amazingly written, and it's it's very cool. And it's like the first point of view chapter we find. Too, yeah. So we're, I mean, we're ta- not. Yeah. So this isn't. Yeah. This isn't. Well, spoiling. I feel like this is the the book that you if, just in general where you could get the most spoilers because that's not the point. Yeah. No. The yeah. It, it really isn't. And and so so our our title mariner discovers that a fleet of uh, of bone giants are invading and just gives us our very first uh our, our very first uh confrontation with just how powerful the kenning can be and uh so i'm going to admit this book the second that i saw the the cover of it and the description i was like i'm going to start listening to more amana marth <laughs> a swedish melodic metal band oh, no. <laughs> that is just rad and cuz the cover might as well be their lead singer the whole idea of like battles and giants and just so uh Amana Marth has a song on their most recent album called Back on Northern Shores and uh so it starts a thick fog lies ahead the ocean's deadly calm their ship glides on the silent waves into the unknown he cannot turn around for him it's much too late he puts his back into the oar and rows towards his fate and so that book is they're heading into battle. And let me tell you this, it ends about the same way it does for those bone giants. Yeah. And that's uh that's Hazen's Metal Corner. Thank you all folks. As I said, <laughs> yeah. this has been Hazen's Metal Corner.
my favorite of all of the <laughs> special sections that anyone brings. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, we've spent a lot more time on on talking about the world building, things like that, than we do with the general book, because that's what the, the whole basis of this is. I mean, we... There's only like maybe the first round of people's um, of the bard Fintan actually doing his kennings, or I mean, uh, of activating his kenning and you know impersonating the people, where we don't know exactly what has happened. Maybe like maybe one or two. Yeah. And so, really, this book is going to be at its base whether you like the storytelling or not. We're not talking, you know, there's there's no real suspense other than what's going to happen to people. It well, I think that it it builds a suspense for what's going on with the bone giants. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. we get a little bit of you know, uh a little bit of uh, an insight into them, but not much. And and so there is still that kind of mystery of what really is happening there yeah and, i don't, don't want to get too much into that because that might be sort of reaching into spoilers but i think so and that that'd probably yeah. be the one time that we yeah would be. but otherwise it's really just about the like the heroic actions of individual people that we get to hear about the heroic actions but also it it's it really has an empathetic tone for for uh refugees and, and uh, that was the thing that surprised me the most about this was I went into it thinking like, oh, this is going to be epic giant battles. Mm-hmm. And there's that. There, 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 yeah, that's not, it has there, that. Yeah. But the 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 emotional toll that it took on me was very, uh, very surprising with just uh, with refugees trying to find jobs and overcrowding and uh, and, and just everything involved with kind of the negative consequences of these wars that I didn't expect to get get involved in the way that I did. Yeah. Well, and uh, one thing, as I told Chris, is that I had one, like, issue, and it'll go away as the book I didn't realize. And I guess this... I mean, we've kind of gotten past really needing to talk about the details of the book anymore. So let, this is our. I, I could talk about this book for. Oh God, I know longer, we could, but I think longer. that I mean we're already literally thirty minutes in, and oh, I really? don't think we have anything we need to cut. So, so right. uh, yeah, but I mean, I think that you know, thirty minutes is enough to talk about the specifics specifics of the book in this case. So getting into what Chris just said is a good way to seg into our like how we felt about it. Things is that. I had an issue for a while, and in fact, to this, like right now, the only character who I could just name right off the top of my head is Fintan the Bard. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, there's a lot of names that are hard to find, or sort of hard to, for me to remember. Yeah. And, and we're talking so many different styles of names mm-hmm. because he had such defined cultures. And But I mean, I knew who the person was every time. Yeah, as I you're reading it, you you... Immediately, yeah. but yeah, just recalling it now, it's kind of a wait. What was? Yeah, and and I think for a like until certain characters actually start to die, because yeah. I mean that that might that, I I don't know that's a spoiler that just happens in books, but this is you know under the Martin style where there are going to be people that are going to die. 
until they started to die, I didn't realize how much I cared for the characters too. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, like he said, the refugee thing and, and we're going to be, you know, dealing with per, um, some refugees who are, interact very directly with some of the main characters. Yeah. That was a big deal. And, and you feel like, especially the title Mariner, like you feel the hurt that she's feeling at the start and the yeah the sacrifice that's the one thing i always you you feel the sacrifice that people have to to make because of the way the magic actually drains your life yeah to use it once you people start to die that's when i realized just how much i cared for these characters and how yeah it had tugged on my heartstrings in a way that i didn't think i mean before that i I was thinking like this is so such awesome world building, but it's missing that spark for me mm-hmm. until that started to happen. And I was like, wow, it wasn't. I just yeah, it 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 really grabbed me. Uh, there are there are moments in it where I mean, I I was getting choked up. Just oh, that's no, that's awful. The it's it's one of those things where you think that you think that he's doing all this world building, but as as you get further into it you realize that he's done a lot of character relationship building that maybe you didn't even notice well that's the thing is yeah. i really didn't notice yeah that character relationship building until they were and know, then you realize oh i actually really care ab- about about the emotions of these and and that's the thing that that again surprised me so much was just that 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 empathetic feeling for the people involved in this yeah and the <laughs> it's just it's he's a he was a tricksy kevin and <laughs> but yeah no is like because he does hide a lot of it with a, a very cynical humor yeah well and it's just our we have an actual narrator too that i guess we haven't mentioned that mm-hmm. who is there is kind of like the attache for fin finland the bard and so he is the guy that's the cynic, you know, and things like that. Yeah. And that we, but he, you know, he he also is the one that deals mostly with the refugees, you know, in terms of like where we get those points of view. But it's just, it's it's almost it's, Inception the way that I mean, it's the way so that it's subtle. you have you have a uh, you have a point of view that's being told by a bard that's being told to us the reader by a narrator <laughs> yeah and no, it's just it's so crazy huh and it, but it works oh yeah so well yeah and it's it's just it's subtle he i mean he's not just he's not banging you know like banging up the side of the head with this it's just mm-hmm. he's he's really a masterful storyteller he is and so it's just one of those things that this is the kind of book that you don't even realize how good it is, I think, at mm-hmm. times. Like, it did take me a long time. I mean, even as we sit here and talk about it, like, I'm like... Like, oh, right. Yeah, there's oh, things man. That, yeah. yeah. I mean, this is why having this conversation between the two of us is so, like, you know, is, is so yeah. much fun. Is that, yeah, like, I am just realizing more and more and thinking about more and more as we talk about it, even. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I've had a couple weeks now to, to think about it. So, um. I'm guessing that you would recommend it to other people then. Yes. Yeah, I would definitely <laughs> recommend this to other people. I would recommend this to people uh, interested in getting into uh, high fantasy. fantasy. Yeah, I would recommend this to uh, to anyone looking to get into the genre, to people who are into the genre. I really liked this book. 
Yeah. In fact, I, my mom said that she's like, you know what? I really loved your Patrick Rothfuss books you gave me. Do you have any other ones you think I would like? And I hadn't read this yet when she asked me that. And I was sitting there thinking like some of the ones that I have like in, in physical copy right now, like I just like, I don't know that black wing is going to be, would be her thing, you know, or, yeah. but I think that maybe you're right. Like I should give this to her and see what she thinks. Cause I mm-hmm. think she would love the world building and storytelling. It's uh, the world building and the magic is very accessible, which is why I think it's so easy to recommend to somebody who maybe isn't as into all of the, all the fantasy Yeah, because having, uh, you know, the elemental, even if it is kind of Captain Planet, it's the elemental magic is easy to understand. Earth, mm-hmm. wind, fire, water. Like that's easy to understand. So it's you're not going way outside of your comfort zone to to get how all of these people can uh, can do what they do. Yeah, you're not dealing with wizards who have are using like uh, a book and a language that no one else can speak and that yeah. we don't know. In fact, there's going to be one uh, where they explain with a guy who gets his powers during the book, mm-hmm. and it, it's super accessible. Like, I mean, he can figure it out right off the bat. We're not dealing with, uh, with there's no worry that there's going to be a block like uh, Nin- 90A or Nineveh. <laughs> yeah, is it Nineveh? Yeah, is, where she yeah. can only use it when she's mad. Yeah, I mean, we're not dealing with that sort of an issue here. It, you either have the blessing or you don't. I mean, and and I really love. I mean, like literally the way that people get it is, I mean the pe- the Carians had to jump off a cliff. Yeah, and you either yeah. fly or you die. Or and Brynlons jump into a uh, like a like a water cavern. And, yeah, and you either yeah. drown or you or suddenly you can get breathe it. in water. Yeah. Yep, it's it really is like a uh, like a Russian roulette risk. Yeah, where if you win, you get something incredible. Yep, and so. That's like one thing too that one of the characters, like the point of views that we're going to have for the, when the one that can control beasts and things like that, he actually is going to try to, you know, kind of remain independent. And that's like a big thing about it is that he cares and he's he doesn't want to hurt people. And like, you know, part of the whole like thing is, is that you can't eat animals anymore if you, you know, are going to yeah, use the power. It, it, and if you so, can communicate with them, would you really want to? to eat yeah. them yeah and so like there is just a ton about morality in this book as well you know yeah. and it's just like 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 chris said anyone who likes epic fantasy i think you owe it to yourself to give this book a shot yeah and if you it the only thing is is that it does you you have to go into it knowing that it's like 620 pages or something like that long so if you are if you don't want a if you're just wanting a quick read this is not your book you know yeah, 620 pages and also ultimately i think a trilogy is what he intends is that what it's going to be i uh, wasn't even I, entirely i think i read that somewhere okay so and if this if this is more than a trilogy like this is the kind of one that it I very well could be yeah and that i'm gonna and i i didn't feel it didn't feel like 600 pages to me no. i breezed through it yeah and it you rarely see this level of world building. I, I'm not going to quite put this one up there with uh, the Dragon's Legacy in terms of like my sheer love for the book, but it's right up there for me for world building. For I mean, Dragon's Legacy is going to end up being my my by well by the time this one comes out, it will already been my book of the year. 
and one of my favorite books I've ever read. But this one is, while it might not, I might not put it quite there for me, I'm still putting it as a an amazing book, you know, and as something that I think people should read. Yeah, and I haven't read A Dragon's Legacy yet. I might have by the time this comes out. But, so getting into this one, you know, I feel like we did a whole lot more of the... Uh, the world building as opposed to, you know, talking about how it made us feel when it really did. I mean, it really is a profound book, I think, in terms of as as far as a fantasy novel goes. Yeah. And uh, and and with the just world building, but also the character building, there are there are characters that like I did not like. But uh, to, you know, to the author's credit, it takes a lot to, you know, get you to dislike characters yeah. in a story. And I mean, there were characters that I didn't like, but I could understand. And and even the, the, there were moments where I felt sympathetic to those characters that I didn't like. Mm-hmm. And that's a great sign of uh, of storytelling of of the character building. Well, you understand why the characters who you don't like are doing what they're doing. Absolutely. I don't know if it's something that you want to get into in the podcast because it almost could be spoilerish, but it's not. What do you think is going to happen as these nations and their uh, their various uh, folks with Kennings start working together? Oh yeah, I mean, like, can you imagine like the stone juggernauts working in conjunction with the Karian? Uh, I forget what they're called, but like yeah. as as you start to get these Yuri's. people that are yeah that are that are working together, uh, because it, uh, what they do on their own is very cool. Yeah, but as you start getting them working together, like I, I bet that like you're just gonna see some amazing things out of it. it, it it's so creative. It, it was the thing that that got me was. Uh, I mean, the idea of, you know, they have the power of water, they have the power of fire, they have the power of earth mm-hmm. and air, and, uh, you know, with their powers combined. I'm always going to go back to Captain Planet. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but the way that they're used is what's is what's creative. And, and, and how they become advantages is really what I, what I thought was great about it. I guess Hearn just makes everybody so unique. I, th- I feel like high fantasy kind of gets a bad rap these days in terms of what's in vogue. It's not what's in vogue necessarily, mm-hmm. I think, in, in 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 a lot of cases. I know that like Martin is probably high fantasy, but it's it's questionable whether it's high fantasy. Mm-hmm. It's more of like what I think kind of what the what made Grimdark famous. Yeah. And even if it's not quite the grimmest of all of them, it's kind of a mix, you know, but you're not yeah. dealing with a lot of magic or a lot of that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's more of a a grim, like realistic novel. Like this is a real high fantasy novel. Yeah. But it's just done, you know, so incredibly well. Mm-hmm. Except for I guess we're about to Amazon paid a billion dollars for uh game or the Lord of the Rings. Oh <laughs> Yeah. How many better, honestly, how many better Uh, series? Enough. Uh, uh, Better and not as already done. But you know what? It's going to make the money. I guess that's... uh, It has the Lord of the Rings name on it, and people will do it, and they'll get into it. And I I still haven't actually watched the... 
Hobbit? Well, I watched the first one in a theater. Uh, and then the more you can cut this, but the morning uh, after my wedding, uh, my wife was crazy hungover. <laughs> and we put on the TV and The Hobbit was on. That movie, the first 30 minutes is a sing-along in a kitchen. <laughs> but Elevensies is amazing, though. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's crazy, though, that that's what's going to happen. I mean, like, just looking at my board of, I know that most of the, a lot of these are, the ones that we're doing are, are first-time authors, just as I look at, you know, the ones that I'm going over or that I plan mm-hmm. on doing soon. And Hearn is clearly a veteran, but I mean, even some of these would just be amazing stories. So, Chris, how would you rate this book on a five star rating? Oh, I, you know, I want to give this a five. I almost want to go f- like five minus because I don't want to start another series that I'm so enthralled in that, you know, when, when the second book comes out, I'm going to reread the first and then the second. And then when the third book comes out, I'm going to read the first and the second and the third. And so I, I, I guess I, really, I can't mark it down because of that. So I'm going to totally give this a five because yeah. I really enjoyed it. I was going to say, how can you mark that? Da- like that should be the, the sign that this is like a five plus for you. Because almost. it's so frustrating to me. <laughs> oh, God. Psycho dogs. So, yeah, I am going. I started off. This was going to be a before we started talking that this was like a soft five for me just because of the fact that I can't remember the names of any of the characters except for Fintan. But now... Oh, does Bran have cookies? My son just made it home from... (laughs) Those look like dog cookies. Oh, they are dog cookies. Oh, Oh, there's one. So yeah, so I'm going to give this one a five-star rating. I, I was saying a soft... Hey, Bran, go see Mama for a minute. Take the doggy with you. I talked. We talked too long. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, so this one for me is a five-star rating. At first, before we started talking, this was more of like a soft five for me. And as we talked, I just talked myself. We talked ourselves into, or you talked me into a five-star, a solid five-star rating. The world building is a five out of five. Oh, the magic yeah, system definitely. is a five out of five. My only issue was is that I felt like I went a long time not caring about a lot of the characters. And then, like I said, those characters started dying, and I suddenly cared an awful lot about them. Yeah. There is one set of deaths that was f- more of a minor you know, point of view, even, that I really felt bad about when it happened. And you're just like, God, I can't believe that happened. And then I feel bad. For, I felt bad for the character who yes. happened, happened upon that, too. you know. Yeah. And it's just, it's like one of those things where this book is just so in depth it's such a it's such a story driven book i mean like i said there we're not talking spoilers or, or twists and turns as the way it goes you know what's happening and it's just a story driven a character and story driven book that's not to say that there aren't twists and turns either well no I mean, yeah there, there, there are some there twists are, and turns there are surprises and there are there are things that you know that that happen that you don't expect and yeah, and I've said that enough times. I feel like it's good that you said that because there are you don't know what's going to happen with some of the people until yeah. it happens. Yeah. So it's not that you just know everything. You just know. I think of the Bone Giants as the main storyline, and mm-hmm. you know what's going. Yeah. Yeah. With that, you know, pretty early. But the thing is, is that this is just it's a darker 
more realistic high fantasy book. It's just so modern. And but at the same time, like thinking back on it, you know, I always talk about what like who an appropriate audience is. I think almost anybody who has the ability to have the attention span. Yeah. Right? If you can get through, uh, you know, if if 600 pages is just too intimidating. I, even then, I think that I, I found that uh, stories that have numerous uh, points of view I often find myself picking favorites mm-hmm. and kind of being like, oh, well, I'd rather, I wish that it was, you know, one of these two. I wish that it was Arya or Jon Snow. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm kind of sick of, you know, whoever. But with this one, every single time I saw the name uh, come up, I was like, oh, cool. I'm interested in what happens next with that character. Yeah, there actually wasn't a single point of view that I didn't want to hear. I did yeah. have one clear favorite, but I didn't have one that I didn't like. That's a huge thing like to think about. You know, anytime you can say that there wasn't a point of view that you didn't like in a large cast in this mm-hmm. case, you know, that's that's huge. Yeah. Uh, every single every single character, I was interested. I may not have liked them, like I said earlier, but I was interested in that storyline and really interested in seeing where that progressed. So yeah, so I guess basically we are recommending this to just about anybody that yeah. could handle you know a six hundred plus page book. Yep. There are going to be a few um, violent and gruesome deaths, yeah, but not a ton. We're not dealing with any torture scenes or anything like that. No, and we're not going to have any sex scenes. Nope, nope. And there actually isn't even a ton of foul language I, that I can think of. No, I don't think so. Yeah, but. But this is still a you know a fully adult novel in terms of the conceptually. The conceptually, it, yeah. it's it's uh, it's very heavy. So yeah, so I guess Chris, what are your uh, like final thoughts then? Uh, I'm really looking forward to the book the, two. Yeah, book two. Uh, which he's already named right. Something about black wings. Yes, sure. I can't remember. A Blight of Black Wings. A Blight of Black Wings. So, there we are. Yeah. Well, Chris, thank you so much for coming over. Yeah, and, thank you uh, for having me. Yeah, I, I, I just, I literally every time I do this, I just have, it's it's so much fun. Yeah, it's, it's a great outlet. Yeah. And you know what? I hope that uh, people, you, for the uh, Woven Ring, I don't, you got like yes. seven people listening to it. Yeah, I uh, when when it went discounted on Amazon, I shared that on Facebook, and a few of my friends that that do read a little bit of fantasy went out and got that. And uh, I haven't asked for an opinion yet, but <laughs> hopefully they enjoyed it because I certainly did, and I'm yeah. looking forward to the next one that comes out in a few days here. Yeah. And I have, I may or may not have already started reading it, and Katie may have already read it. <laughs> yeah, the advantages of, of uh, your podcast. little thing. Hey, you know what? There's got to be some perks. It's not the money, so. <laughs> All right, well, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you.